All right, GM, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday, January 11th edition of the AM show hosted live on YouTube and Twitch. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this morning. Uh, we have a great show for you, as always. I am R2D Gen and joined with me by Free Market Capitalist. Hey, now. Free Market, how was your Monday? It was very good. Relatively quiet for me on the DGen front. I feel like Mints, yeah, Mints slowed down a little bit. We were very busy, back to back meetings, one after the other. So behind the, you know what they say, builders are always building, right? So there's builders building, but it felt a little quiet given the crazy weekend we just had. I think there was a bit of Mint fatigue. It seemed to be a. First, there was a blow off top and all the good projects on Saturday. We saw it. We kind of called it was blow off. It, it, it felt very frothy. The great news is most things are consolidating pretty much close to the highs. You know, Alien Friends sitting at three, Little Lemon Friends at 0.65, um, uh, Cool Man sitting at 1.4. So there hasn't been some giant give back. Um, it did feel a little quiet. And now this morning, maybe we're entering a new a new phase of interest for people. Yeah, sorry about that. Again, I hope that this doesn't persist because if I have to reset my router, it's going to take like at least five minutes, um, unfortunately. But I, let's uh, let's just keep it going. And uh, I didn't quite hear what you said, but yeah, we were um, busy with lots of uh, lots of meetings yesterday, which was good. Everything was very exciting on our end, and uh, you know. Um, especially with the stuff that pertains to a certain project that uh, people seem pretty hyped up about. Can't imagine what that is. There it is. What? Uh, no, hey, hey, we are uh, we are well on our way. Congrats to everybody that's been in the Discord um, so far. Uh, lots of exciting stuff happened. If you're if you haven't been in there yet, um, like don't don't panic too much. There's nothing uh, nothing sinister. You haven't been left out. You know we're we're trying to do things properly and uh, you know stress test things. Make sure that we're uh, we're you know handling the load on everything before the floodgates open. So do not uh, do not panic. But it's been a pretty good time in there. The vibe's been uh, pretty, pretty dope. Yes, sir. Have you been you've been doing lots of questing? I've been doing lots of questing, getting my XP up, battling those bosses. I, you know, that's my favorite. But there is a there's a community aspect and feel to battling bosses. And when we lose, we put our arms around each other's shoulders and say, we'll get them next time. But when we win, there is a GIF train of celebration and, and, and victory, and it feels good. So. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, big shout out to uh, to everyone that worked on that and and built that from the uh, the ground up, and obviously Charlie for his vision. Um, <laughs> just as a, uh, a quick side note, whenever you're participating in this stuff or even just trying to get into Discords, don't spam the. Um, emojis or the reactions too hard uh i got temporarily banned from discord for like an hour and a half i think you did too and uh there was that like split moment especially with all of the discord hacks that have been going around where i was just like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck <laughs> yeah i i had some glitching uh because of the fast emoji clicking as well just just needed a hard reset there uh and everything worked out well but yeah Get Discord. That's why we are stress testing these bots right exactly. now. We are we we know that Discord can be 
you know, sticky. There's a bit of a learning curve. And we all have been in discords where like the bots stopped working and it's frustrating. It could be scary. You're like, oh, no, am I going to miss whitelist spot because this bot is not like registering? I was number 716. We want to just, you know, make sure all that good stuff is shored up for you fun people. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, um, oh, we didn't even mention this. The Starcatchers Discord. You were there right when it opened, too, right? right. Everyone was like, oh, you just got to double click the emoji. Well, now you're putting double the load on <laughs> on the uh, the bot instead of the same. I, I, it was a, like an absolute shit show. And there was just like 40,000 people slamming the, the reaction. Um, everything got locked down. Then they had to switch you know, the, the verification methods and that in itself kind of feels sketchy. Right. And I, and I like, yeah, you all, I always, I just always have that in the back of my mind. Now when something's like a switch up on discord, you're like, this doesn't feel good. I don't know. Yep. But, yep. uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday seemed a little bit on the quiet side. Um, gas was very, very high all day. I don't know. I, I would assume that that's partly the result of the, um, looks rare token drop lots of people claiming that and lots of volume being traded on that so i think that you know that was kind of part of what was going on but i guess maybe open had a uh, a moment to recuperate and hopefully they got their shit together uh, I also noticed when I was using OpenSea for like the past 48 hours, they have that banner on the top that's like site is currently under maintenance. You might experience some delays. Like, honest to God, OpenSea, just leave that up because like, <laughs> like it's just, this has been your always platform for four months. Applicable. Yep. Always applicable. Right. Right. So, uh, so yeah, anyways, that was, uh, it was fun. Um, let's jump into the news. We'll talk about looks rare in a little bit, but we got some other stuff to cover first. Um, Bitcoin, Ethereum kind of rallying back below, uh, above those kind of scary thresholds. Bitcoin kind of hit 42,000 before chilling out a little bit. Ethereum hit 3,200 before chilling out a bit. Great to see them cross that threshold, but at the same time, NFTs have been doing so well. And, you know, historically, Ethereum going on a bit of a run kind of cools that down. Uh, so I, I'm I'm all for the uh, the slow and steady approach for Ethereum right now. How about you? I'd be very happy to just see it <laughs> consolidate between 3,000 and 3,200 for the rest of the year. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. It did feel like... It felt like we bottomed over the weekend and maybe there was one last scare yesterday trying to trick people, but it does not. Um, it does feel much closer to a, a bottom than a top. I've told you that I believe we're going to be range bound all year between three and five thousand with slight pokes below and above each to make each side think they are right. I think we just did that for the bears. And hopefully it doesn't happen too quick, but I would expect uh, into April, we're going to do that for the bulls as well. I think Ethereum is going to rally up to $5,000 into April, and then it's going to fall all the way back to $3,000 over the summer. And it's going to be a very, if if you're watching Spot or if you're a coin person, it's going to be a very frustrating year if you are expecting new all-time highs and, and elevation out of the range. If you are in NFTs, I think it's going to be a Goldilocks environment of masses coming in and Ethereum staying within range. So, yeah, it's it's hilarious because before NFTs, um, all you wanted or, or all I wanted at least was crypto to just go up, 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 up. Um, and now that I'm an NFT, I'm like, yeah, go up, but like, don't go up, up. You know, like <laughs> just 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 kind of just go in that direction slowly instead. Well, we've heard for years, like what legitimizes Bitcoin, right? And 
the U.S. dollar, were it to go up or down 200% in a year, society would be over. Something will have happened that there would be no more society as you know it, right? A currency cannot be this volatile. So until Ethereum and uh, Bitcoin are stable to an extent, they're not currencies, they're speculative assets. So the people who want these to be like global reserve currencies and things like that, we're eventually going to need some sort of stabilization uh, to an extent. So it's, it you know, it's one of those things. I, I don't think crypto is anywhere near that point of yeah, stabilization. Sure. So yeah, no, it's 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 you can't have your cake and eat it too. In that sense, you either want it to go up very quickly or you want it to be stable. Um, and you know whatever goal you're you're kind of working within. Um, <laughs> you, you like I said, you can't have both. But uh, I'm in agreement. Like we're very very far away from that happening. You know, you slowly see to start to see some of the smaller uh, countries inch their way into that territory. But uh, you know, for for someone like the the U.S. or uh, Britain. Or, or Canada to, to kind of jump aboard with that is not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, they might start being a little bit more favorable towards it, but uh, it's definitely not going to be a currency um, in their eyes. Um, I guess kind of in line with what we're talking about, Bitcoin correlation with S&P 500, NASDAQ hits highest level since July 2020. Um, it's an 18-month high in terms of correlation uh, between cryptocurrencies um, or I guess specifically Bitcoin and the uh, the traditional finance markets, uh, you know, I, I think they've reached the dollar value in terms of market cap and the, uh, you know, the size and scope of their economy that, yeah, you're going to start to see them move in that direction um, in being risk on risk off environments. And there's pretty much three phases a market can be in. There's risk on, there's uh, risk off, and then there's consolidation. There's uh consolidation, right? So while we're in uh, these risk off periods, all speculative assets get hit. And it's just another, you know, point to those people that say that like crypto is different. Crypto is crypto. Crypto is a speculative asset until it is not. And when larger markets go risk off, you can expect crypto to go risk off as well. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, on the the announcement that the interest rates might be going up, that's uh, that's kind of the situation we find ourselves in. Um, but hey, going sideways, nothing wrong with that. Uh, another big article that I found was the uh, Grand Theft Auto maker Take Two Eyes Web3 Opportunities with Zynga acquisition. Uh, Farmville creator Zynga gets snapped up by gaming giant Take Two Interactive for $12.7 billion as their CEOs discuss NFTs in gaming. Um, this is big news. These are two very, very large, the, the biggest game developers, um, obviously take two in the traditional gaming, like consoles and PC and Zynga being mobile, um, gigantic companies, huge teams. And, uh, you know, they're starting to throw words like web three and NFTs out there. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure how immediate this is going to be, but, what kind of is striking me now is that I, I, I see like I can't wake up and look at, uh, you know, crypto or NFT news without seeing some kind of announcement of a big company being like, yeah, maybe NFTs are a thing. Yeah. And I think that it's, you know, while it's not a guarantee, I do believe that 
traditional companies that have, you know, are where their core competency is gaming and have been in gaming for a long time, I do believe that there is a much better chance they come up with the P2E Fortnite-like game that we're all dreaming of versus a crypto-native team actually somehow creating such a compelling game that people want to play it besides, you know, for earning money. Because that's what we always say is that there has to be more reasons to play the game than just earning money. Because if the only reason to play is to earn, it's essentially a Ponzi scheme. And you always need new people coming in with the hope to earn. If people are just playing for fun, that's what really keeps it going. And we just, we know that Take-Two Interactive is good at making fun games. Grand Theft Auto, addictive, classic. Everyone wants to play it. So these you know, I don't know about Zynga. That's obviously, I think, the mobile, co- their, their core competency is mobile. So I think that's where the marriage is there. And right now, the buzzword is Web3, Metaverse, or NFT. And I'm not surprised they're moving into that now. Yeah, again, sorry about that. Um, and uh, mobile gaming typically is a, a little bit simpler, faster paced style of, of gaming. And, uh, you know, for the time being, might fit more in with the. The, the current simplified style of uh, NFTs and gaming. But yeah, you know, Grand Theft Auto is a great um, a great example of like a, a metaverse kind of product, right? Especially when you start playing Grand Theft Auto online or, um, you know, Red Dead Redemption online, like the, all those games that you kind of exist in, you know, cosmetics play a heavy uh, part in, you know, people's appearances and stuff like that. And NFTs just fit the bill. So yeah, I think this is, uh, this is big news, but what's bigger to me is that this just seems to be happening every single day. Yeah, I mean, and it it reminds me of the GameStop news. Uh, They want to have an NFT marketplace. It's going to be a very big year for mainstream adoption. The only thing I'll caution is I think mainstream adoption is going to look very different than what you're used to right now, right? Like you're not, it's not going to be rolling pumps on a decentralized uh, trading app is all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, how do you see that going? That's an interesting point. Well, I, I think that it's you're just going to bifurcate the market, right? The masses aren't going to be using OpenSea or LooksRare. They're not going to be degening. It's going to be much more of the way they buy anything that entertains them, whether it's a book or a TV show or a toy. They tend to buy one at a time. They go home and play with it. They want to show it off to their friends. And of course, you know, everyone has a little degen in them. And as people get into it, I think that they're... There are people who are going to come over to the dark side, but I, I just, it's going to, it's going to be on centralized marketplaces that many of us may not even want to participate in. It's going to be on alternative chains because of gas fees that many of us may not want to participate in. And while I, I do think this year is going to be up only all around. I think over the next four to five years, mass adoption is going to look so different than the trading atmosphere that we exist in now that we're all going to have to adapt to it to continue to uh, profit the way we are.
Yeah, love it. I completely agree. And uh, it, it is coming. It is coming. Um, next on the docket, we have LinkStow NFT price jumps after Steph Curry purchased the new Dow raised $10 million in Ethereum to start off 2022. Uh, for those of you that aren't aware, the LinkStow was uh, basically raising money to buy a golf course um, and basically create a uh, membership package for said golf course and likely partnership uh, partnerships with other um, courses and you know groups of courses as well as kind of a you know a, a secondary membership involved in that. Steph Curry is a, a huge avid golfer and a bit of a part time NFT trader. You know we saw him buy the board ape. Uh, was it in the summer or fall of last year? It was a pretty mm-hmm. big deal. He's got a little bit of an NFT portfolio going. Yeah, there, some right? better cats too, right? Um, I think at some point he did, or was that um, his brother? Um, uh, yeah, what's his name? He was uh, a lot of NBA Tethers. players. A lot of NBA players have gutter cast. That's a big uh, NBA collection. Yeah, for sure. Um, he has uh, um, Steph Curry has his uh, uh, mutant ape version of his regular ape. He's got some uh, some Rumble Kongs. I don't know. I don't know if he's been airdropped some of these stuff, but uh, you know the, <laughs> the Steph Curry drops. <laughs> it's a it's a like I collection. saw Rumble Kongs. It must be an airdrop. No, no, they they they're at a two two point five ETH floor. Nothing wrong there. They're um, yeah. They're very popular. <laughs> they are for sure. Um, but the, yeah, uh, so the uh, the price of the LinkDAO uh, went up very sharply on the news of that. It was trading for about 0.4, I think, before he did that. And now we're up to about 0.8. And the, uh, the global membership, I think, is about 2.3, 2.4, somewhere in there. Um, so probably a pretty big win for anybody holding that. And if you're a golfer, it's a kind of a cool concept. It kind of uh, kind of reminded me of the uh, the fly fish that uh, Gary Vee was doing with the the restaurant did you end up getting one of those did i see that yesterday <laughs> i banged out a weth offer uh, okay for three eth because they were sitting at 3.9 so i thought i would make three eth weth offers on everybody taking a loss on the first row and one of them decided to capitulate to me i am so you, uh, oh, okay so now you now you are just uh patiently waiting for three years for the restaurant to open is that this is not a speculative play for me <laughs> i love sushi i live in new york city i can't wait to see gary uh in the omakase room well in um in in three years when that restaurant finally opens i uh, i look forward to uh you bringing me out there is that um, really the timeline i saw something about 2025 i don't know if it was just- <laughs> The DJs in the dojo just talking God shit. Damn I, it. I, I can tell you firsthand experience. It does not take that long to open a restaurant. Um, <laughs> but uh, but if that is actually the case, I mean, hey, I don't know what it's like in New York. You got to secure the spot. You have to get your staff, your chefs. I have no idea. Gary Gary V has the influence in the pool to to open that restaurant in four months if you want. I'm going to the website right now to complain. What <laughs> you want to speak years. to the manager, Karen? Yeah, free market Karen. Is that what's going on? <laughs> That's hilarious. But. Um, but yeah, no, good for you for picking that up. I'm assuming you're not uh, doing that as an arbitrage opportunity. Like you said, no. you want to enjoy the uh, enjoy the restaurant. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, this, that's like I used to belong to a private restaurant that was a uh, Wagyu beef. There's only two actual entities in the United States that are legally allowed mm-hmm. to import uh, Kobe beef. It's a vet. You know, everybody labels their bullshit Kobe or Wagyu now, but it's bullshit. There's very few legitimate uh suppliers especially in the united states the japanese hold that shit really close to the vest and there's a restaurant in new york that you had to be a member of 
um, to get in there. And saddest thing in the world, the pandemic did uh, really take their legs out. It was very sad. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, my God, this is this is my chance to get back into a private restaurant. I love. Well, not to go too far down the food tangent, but Wagyu is like the North American version of Kobe, right? Like Kobe is a, yes. is, that, is that, yeah. So Kobe is a very specific like um, style of beef where, uh, you know, some uh, animal rights activists uh, deem it very unhealthy or, or um, wrong, but uh, essentially they're, they're kept in uh, an area where they're massaged all day. They drink sake and listen to classical music. It makes the animals very relaxed and uh, very, very uh, tasty, I guess, as it turns out. Well, if you look at the marbling on a piece of Kobe beef, they're basically all fat. Like, uh, you they, you know, when you're picking out a good piece of steak from the... What the fuck are we even talking about? When you're picking out a good piece of steak from the restaurant, you want to see fat in there, marbling. <laughs> fat is flavor. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it's a good topic. I like, Kobe beef's delicious, man. Whatever. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, Steph Curry buys Lynx Dow. That was a, that was a pretty good uh, run. Um, let's jump into NFT talk about uh, WGMI a little bit. One day changes. There's some ups, there's some downs. Doesn't really matter. Um, seven day change still looking pretty juicy, though. Uh, Thingdoms is having a really good week back up to almost a 0.5 floor. Um, uh, Alien Friends is sitting at three right now. So down on the day in a little bit. But, you know, looking looking over the course of their last week, they've had a great run. Uh, little Lemon Friends. Maury's, uh, I believe, crossed over the two week threshold. Yeah, it was a, a 2.3. You know, everything's oh, down. Way, eh? Yeah, everything's down 30%, 40%. But again, it's all an illusion. Volume has left. If volume, and again, it may not. I'm not sitting here saying I, it's guaranteed. But if volume came back, you would quickly see all of these, all of these. The, the floors are very thin. It looks bad because the, the ones right on the floor are undercutting and low. But all of these collections are holding very well considering the runs they had it is it you're very heartened by the consolidation you see so far but obviously you know you want we need a a volume to eventually come back because people will continue to undercut until it does so hey look gas has been high which means you know on the seller on the sell like for the purchaser sorry um to absorb that uh it definitely removes a lot of the uh the buy pressure that exists um you know OpenSea being down you know if open is down you can't really list on OpenSea or buy on OpenSea, but uh typically what happens is like people put the put the you know the computer away for a little bit mm-hmm. and wait for it to come back up uh so a lot of the buy pressure has been either you know artificially or naturally kind of removed from the market the fact that these floors are one um not below where they were three days ago before that incredible run started but two also paper thin uh it shows me that i I, you know i think that there's been a such a strong redistribution and new kind of like if you want to call them support levels and nfts reset in these projects that uh i i think they're pretty they're still pretty juicy for the time being now if we go another week, week and a half, and like next Friday, we're talking about volume has just been non-existent for the past two weeks. Then you maybe we're starting yeah, to have a different conversation. Fall. But there's yeah. no question. I mean, it's it's it does have to come back. Um, but I I think really 
it's it's the best period I have. I mean, and I was here in late August, but this is, you know, when we talk about everything up only, it's it's been pretty remarkable. So everything's holding nice here. We're still watching. I do think new mints are slightly going out of fashion in the sense that we got too much low effort junk last week. People are now looking forward to quality projects. And we actually do have a very quality project launching this evening in Hunger Brains, which right, yeah. is likely to be, I don't know if it's going to be a gas war, but they oversubscribe that whitelist. You have about two hours to mint. So I will be minting mine immediately, regardless of what the price of gas is. I will pay up for these. Um, I just do I do think they're going to be a cook. They will send anything not sold in the white sale to um, a public sale, but with a max mint of three and an oversubscribed whitelist, I expect this to sell out on the whitelist and, and cook something vicious on the secondary. What, uh, what time is that going down at again? 7 p.m. Eastern, sir. Set your timers. Yeah, I'm going to be there too. Um, they did delay it by a day. Uh, I'm not really sure what the reasoning behind that was, but um, you know, I, I guess they're probably going to launch into this gas too. Although I did see it settle down below 100 at some point today. So There's that, a boss uh, fight, middle of the show. Go battle, boss, boss. Are Sorry, we talking we're about? Star, we're in Star Wars right now. We got to battle a boss. We're battling. Oh, him. I'm oh, I'm yeah. I'm okay. Clicking. Well, I'm going to stay here. He's dying. He's dying. Sorry, <laughs> that's all right. Um, no, Hunger Braids is going to be a, a great drop. So uh, if you're on the presale list, good for you. Um, do we know if uh, any? Well, I, I think it's pretty safe to assume that the presale list, especially if it's oversubscribed, is going to mint out. Um, yep. But I would imagine the rest of it's going to public. If not, yes, exactly. Rest will go to public if it doesn't mint out. I do expect it to sell out in the presale. Have a very nice cook. I don't know what. I don't know the exact specifics, but my gut tells me this is going to be an auto staking situation. So as you mint these, there will be a little checkbox, I believe, that will say auto stake. So that's one reason I think it's going to be such a big cook. This is a game. This is run by Grape Dutch and a crew over at MVHQ. These guys know what they're doing. They have the right connections. It's a 30,000-person Discord, a 10,000 collection with an oversubscribed whitelist. It's all all the, the, the things are in place for this to be a good pump uh, after it mints out. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I, I'm excited to uh, participate in something too. It looks right? good. These, the games look like it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm feeling pretty liquid right now, so I'm not going to feel too upset about clicking uh, actions and whatnot. But I hope it's uh, you know it's pretty reasonable and, and fun to play too. Because yeah, you're fun. looking you're looking at a probably going to be about 0.25 to 0.3 depending on where gas is. This is a 0.069 mint. You do have the right to mint up to three and. A note to everybody, you may have chosen your faction in the Discord because this is a zombie versus humans game, and you could have picked one in the Discord, but you do get to choose your team as you mint. So you will be able to switch teams, keep the team you want, uh, or if you have multiple mints, mint uh, humans and zombies, if that's what you would like to do. I chose Team Zombie. And okay. originally, I my thinking was very few people were choosing zombies. These will be the rarer characters. 
But, you know, we're, we're dealing with a bunch of gamers and game theorists here. And I have a feeling a lot of people are thinking the same way. I'm not sure if they're going to have a counter that shows you um, which faction has been minting more or if it's just going to be an overall counter. But my gut so far has said to go with zombies, but you will be able to choose your faction as you're minting. So I think that's going to be an interesting. They're already gamifying the minting process, if you think about it. Yeah, that's pretty neat, actually. I, I actually did not realize that that's what was taking place yeah. with it, but that's uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool, too. Um, I think I'm, I'm probably going to mint the human side of it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I don't know. Or maybe I'll switch it up. I don't know. I'm not telling. Uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah. I, I, I'm just trying to get everyone else to mint zombies now because they're like, you know, try to do the the uh, the counter. Yeah, there could be a little uh, game theory involved there, and and I'll be curious to see which way it uh, pans out. I'm gonna start the team team human movement on Twitter, and then just switch it up at the last <laughs> second. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay, uh, you know what? Actually, I saw a couple people in the chat um, mentioning Neckville. Do you know anything about Neckville? Because I've seen it pop up a couple times in the dojo. I just pulled it up in uh, on These the are doodle dicks, aren't they? Doodle dicks? Is that what is? Is this what it is? I mean, I, I get it. I guess I can see it in the artwork. Um, did you? I'm not. I'm not being the rock. I'm not like trying no, to no. knock the project. I thought. I really I, thought that's what next the neck thing was. I thought it was because there are there are, there are definitely doodle dicks floating around. I just don't know what project they're they're from. I've seen them around. I mean, I don't. I don't know that this is the intention, but they they definitely have. A, <laughs> phallic shape to them if i yeah you know um i think it's just like the idea that you're all neck i don't know oh okay (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah hey uh, this has turned out to be um a bit of a a cook too i i completely forgot that this was uh flying around for a little bit but yeah 0.05 for the mint price yeah no it looks very clean fuck man the the doodle style just works so well it just it 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 looks good um they are sitting pre-reveal 0.22 right now now uh see if it's changed at all but um yeah 0.21 and it looks like the reveal is going to be today too so it might be uh, an opportunity to get in there snipe some rares uh mix it up a little bit we'll see what happens after the reveal and i'll make a note to uh to bring it up on tomorrow's show and see where we're at uh, kaijus were were all over it i had we were so busy yesterday i really didn't have a lot of time and even the day before but i dropped in the kaiju room and they were all minting these things. They were like, sell your lemons and mint some necks. I'm like, what are you guys even talking about? Uh, and yeah, so I have seen it. They definitely um, they definitely were minted a lot in the Kaiju room. And I'm glad it's a cook for those boys. Shout out to the Kings. Yeah. Well, hey, like uh, these these projects can do pretty well. So we'll see where they go. <laughs> I don't know if I would call them cute, but uh, they, they fit the style pretty well. So um, another kind of uh, trend that we might be seeing jump back into the meta, um, maybe on the back of Gary V drinking a couple bottles of wine last night and going shopping on OpenSea, or maybe, as you said, um, there's an exhaustion of kind of shitty mints going on. And now people are kind of shifting their focus to undervalued existing projects that are uh, kind of ripe for the uh, the, the picking. But um, yeah, Gary V on Twitter last night uh, 
pulled out this little uh, hidden, I don't even want to call it a hidden gem. He was kind of going on about, oh, what these beautiful projects that you find <laughs> hidden in the depths of OpenSea. Uh, it is Crypto Skulls. It has gone from a 0.05 ETH floor to a 1 ETH floor right now, or I guess maybe 0.9. Um, the volume on it has been absolutely insane. And uh, yeah, I guess this is what Gary V decided to do with his Monday evening. So uh, yeah. I don't normally like Give to me your worst, man. Ew. No, I, I, what is going on here? I, I do not know what Gary was thinking. Um, but what it does tell me is that we are entering a historic, or I think that's actually the wrong terminology. The more I think about it, what I think we're entering is a quality phase in the market. So much junk was minted last week. And I think whether you think crypto skulls are a quality project or not, people are starting to go back and look for things that were good and forgotten. We know my little baby is Creature Toads, which I I still think are due to ramp to 1E here over the next few weeks and months as they release their own fork. Uh, But there are just, there's a lot of good projects with dedicated teams, real communities who haven't gone anywhere. And there are a lot of great projects with great art. And they're just very high quality, like Nah, fungible bones. Shout out to Shubs who fucking nailed the bottom this morning with a genie sweep. And now that thing's rallying like crazy. And here's I, a blast. I, I, yeah. I want to talk about not fungible bones, but I, I want to just go back to these um crypto skulls real quick. And I, I know that seems stupid, but I, I'm I have no idea what the fuck is going on here. If you look at the screen, um, the highest last sale on something was a hundred ETH for this like Punisher looking skull. It was like, I guess, OpenSea minted by Crypto Skulls three years ago, and it hasn't moved since then and was just sold to somebody for 100 ETH. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, what what date was it minted? Three years ago. Okay, well, it's 2018, so I guess that's what's going on. 100 ETH. <laughs> the next highest sale is... Can you see what date it was? Do me a favor. Go click on that skull and see what the date is. On the mint? Three years ago. Yeah. July 2nd, 2019. Hmm. That's that's post autoglyphs. I'm assuming this is a generative uh, project. Oh, skulls weren't even sold out. Yeah. Look, guys, this is exactly like crypto art. Do you remember crypto art from August? This is a project Gary V discovered. Okay, it was just sitting there. Not only was it sitting at like a zero floor on OpenSea, but it wasn't even minted out. This project had literally been minting for three years and it hadn't been minted out. All of a sudden, Gary gets a wind of these things and about 500 of them were made in 2018 and another couple hundred were minted before April 2019. So January, February and March of that year. That's pre-autoglyph. So this is a generative collection that predates autoglyphs. It is likely the first generative collection on the blockchain. And the problem is it is not fully on-chain. So that is a big distinction for high-end collectors is that you must be – the art 
must be conceived. The gone, the generative adversarial network must be on Ethereum so that the art is made on chain. This is what very high-end collectors truly value. And that's why crypto art isn't, you know, quite at the floor of autoglyphs. Now, if you have a pre-April 2019 one, the floor was about two last time I checked. And if you have January or earlier, the floor is about 10. So these things do get a lot of money for the quote unquote historic ones. But even this morning, we were we were at 0.09 just a couple days ago, and we were up to 0.3 before it's pulling back here a little bit now. So I think we're entering both a historic phase and a phase where people look for quality. There's too much low effort junk out there. People want quality projects. And that's what I think your people are looking for right now, history and quality. Yeah. Okay. So let's shift it back to not fungible bones. You mentioned Shubang um, bought the uh, the the three month dip. This was a this is funny. This this really brought me back because we um, minted these I think sometime in October, uh, and they they had a moment. They they definitely had a run up, and then um, much like almost every other project with little consequence uh, kind of died during the bear market. I, they were probably down to point zero two at some point in November. Um, yeah, average price I'm seeing below 0. 0.02. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the volume on this just went absolutely bananas about, uh, what do you think? An hour and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we're selling for, uh, yeah, it looks like we're, we're kind of topping out at point one right now with some bigger sales for some of the more rare ones. Uh, I see a point five ETH sale, but, uh, the, the tricky thing about playing these pumps and um, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it and it's not profitable because right now, if you'd picked them up, you're about 4x the price plus whatever gas you paid, um, is that there's been a lot of people that are bag holding these from the initial run. And this is the exit liquidity that they've been looking for for probably two months now. So, um, yeah. you know, the, you reach this point where you kind of catch every, you know, people get caught off guard with the amount of sales that are being bought. And then all of a sudden, everybody kind of like checking their portfolio or their notifications, all of a sudden they they see not fungibles going crazy and the listings start going absolutely bananas. Um, you can see a lot of listings going on now as people st- kind of start to wake up to what's going on. So um, just keep an eye on it. Playing those pumps, uh, if you're doing it, you got to be you got to be early on them for sure. Yep. Um, what was the other one? We saw that with cryptodes the other um, the other day, right? Uh, yeah. Creature toads, creature, creature toads. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Where, um, I mean, we had that incredible run up from like 0. 0.04 to up to like uh, 0.2 ETH, um, and then you know people that have been sitting on these for a long time, just like, oh, this is this is perfect. So, uh, not fungible bones. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. There was another sweep the other day, and it was the same thing. They were, I know, they had fallen back to 0. 0.08 or 0. 0.09. Someone swept them up to 0. 0.17. And people continued to dump. But what I will tell you is this person is going to keep coming back. They are not stupid. This is actually a venture capitalist fund. And I think like that's not even funny to me. There's a venture capitalist. Oh, you're fund. talking about creature toads. Yeah. Creature Sorry. toads. Aping into creature toads. And I believe it's because of the ohm fork that's coming up. And I believe it's because they think the memeability of all of that is very powerful, right? This is a cheeky derivative. Okay, it's cheeky. The creature people don't really like it. The cryptodes people aren't the biggest fans of it, but it's beautiful art. 
It's fabulous art that the public loved. It got up to a point for it's a rabid community. I am talking the only other communities that even come close to the engagement are Lemons and Maury's. If I tweet something about Lemons or Maury's, I'll get, you know, 50 to 100 likes, a bunch of comments. If I treat something about creature toads, that community goes nuts. They are very dedicated. This is a real community. And it's not about what you think of them. It's about being objective and looking at it and saying, wow, these people obviously care about this project. There's venture capitalists aping into these things every time the floor dumps back down. And they have a yield farm and ohm fork coming up of which they're going to airdrop these tokens to a bunch of high profile projects. This feels like a perfect storm to me. So I, I, I love, this is more of my, I'm not the biggest new mint person. I don't participate in a ton of them. I only really participate in the ones I think are going to be quality. I'm not the biggest flipper. I don't mint ape derivatives to try to sell for three X, you know, on the pump. And this is what I like looking for. I love finding these type of projects. So I think not fungible bones, while it's not a roadmap, based project. This is some of the best art we saw last year. There was nothing else out there like this. This was very original. I was I managed to snag a couple this morning <laughs> before the pump, but I think everyone was trying to genie at the same time, but I kept getting uh, fails when I tried to pick up like 10. So Lo- yeah, love, this, I, love this collection. In terms of non-fungibles, they do look great. Um, they're a lot of fun. I... <laughs> Yeah, I had my finger on the genie um, as well. And I was just like, oh, man, like, you know, I minted these and mm-hmm. I exited my position. I was like, obviously, they're at a great price right now. I was like, I don't I don't want to get into this, really. And uh, uh, so I, I didn't do it. But uh, if yeah. you got in and you, you did some some damage in there, good for you. Um, if not, like they, they look good. And if we are going into a historical phase or, you know, historical uh, projects continue to have importance in the NFT world, which I believe that they will uh this is uh this is not a bad project to be in there's uh there was a really cool where did they go i just had them pulled up um anyways they had a they have a really cool um variety of them uh, a lot of different colors looks to them like they're, they're a fun project and even when they were minting there was a lot of fun discovery of people uh uh once they revealed going like oh shit this one's cool like you know the, some of the rare ones are really intricate there's a lot of cool one-on-one so it is a cool project so good you job. know who's next right oh just I, does feel. it start with a b and end with an it- asterisk gone it, it it does. It does, sir. When when I saw Methem, you know, Methamphetamine is a sharp. He he likes to be coy and quiet, but this guy is a sharp. And when I saw him buy a Begon yesterday, in fact, I even saw NVO buy one yesterday, and it's been way too quiet over in Begon land. And if we're going to start entering this historic phase, mm, I, I have feelings. I have feelings. Man, I want to buy one right now. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too, sir. Me too. We should like put it up to uh put it up to the the the, the viewers on which ones uh we buy which or something like do? that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh maybe not right now, but uh, we'll set that up with uh well later. No, we're gonna say we'll do it tomorrow on the show, then they'll pump the shit out of these beacons. <laughs> tomorrow they'll be like 0.7 or something. But no, yeah. I mean for anybody that uh that doesn't know, like uh, a lot of people in Alpha Mint are uh 
bastard gone punk um, V2. I don't want to say maxis, but on some level, like very, very ardent supporters of them. I am. A, I, I these say fucking this looks with, so good. I say this with a 100% serious face. There are only 21,000 legitimate punks. People think there are 10,000. There's 21,000. That's the that's the crypto punk collection and the bastard punk collection. And as the masses come in, they're going to only know two things. They're going to know crypto punks and they're going to know bored apes. And they are going to buy the derivatives. Now, of course, they're going to go out and buy all the shitty ones, but it's up to experts like us to guide them into the ones that we truly think are good long-term holds for them. And I'm not trying to pump my bags and be gone. I don't have any listed. I'm not trying to dump on anybody. This is a true passion project of mine that I, I very much believe that the underlying artist is an unrecognized Van Gogh when it comes to generative uh, art. So these, I, I'm a huge fan of also thanks to uh, Chase Simpson there for telling me that bear market bears pump was happening. <laughs> what? I looked it up. What? No, it, it's not. There was like okay. one sold in the last three days. <laughs> Completely faked me out pump faked a bit it, a hook line and sinker good good for you um <laughs> but uh yeah these i i love anything to do with like cyberpunk these like retro neon colors um i i i can't tell you like how emotionally attached i am to these these are just so fucking cool um i've slowly been kind of loading up on them in the background and uh i i don't have a huge bag of them but uh uh it was my first nft purchase it will be my last nft sale at least on my original one that i bought and um i mean the just the variety of these the the colors the the glitchiness the some are animated they shift around like they're just so so good so mm-hmm. um i mean you know it's it's hilarious that like at some point who was it was it rajesh that thought we were trolling with uh with these with when, he, when the first he hates with, them yeah hate. yeah they f- first joined alpha and we were talking about them and like are you guys serious like you're just pulling pulling my leg right like no these are <laughs> these are legit so sure. um let's uh talk about a couple other things real quickly uh px mythics and you said px quest was struggling too um px mythics was a drop that kind of uh, had some issues with their contract, kind of fumbled the ball a little bit, got back into it. And uh, I think at one point they were above one ETH floor. Average price two days ago was uh, 1.23 with some decent volume in the project, not huge. Um, but they have settled back down to 0.35. The, uh, this little lack of volume has not been super kind to them. Um 0.35 might not seem like that big of a deal, but uh, it is a 1,077 piece NFT collection. That is very low supply. So it'll be interesting to watch these. If you've been sitting on the sideline and like you really, really have some kind of conviction in PX Mythics, it might not be the worst entry point, but uh, personally, I'm staying away from them. Happy that they minted out and you know, had a little bit of a run, but we'll see where they go from there. Um, and then, yeah, PX Quest, I don't have the link for, but do you have a little bit of uh, TLDR on that? Well, this is a this was a very very hype P two E game. Um, it it had only a website and a Twitter. Um, lots of fanfare, dripping people into the Discord. Initially, seemed to be some important names attached to the project, but it never. 
I don't know why. It never quite made its case to me. Now, as far as the art goes, I think it's subjective. I wasn't a fan of the characters that they came up with, but I totally wouldn't judge anyone who was. It's not bad art. I think it's just a subjective thing. But this is another role-playing P2G game, uh, P2E game. And I don't know exactly what was wrong with their launch. In fact, Zero X Bender was all over all these projects yesterday because all the PX projects seem to have launch uh, issues. Uh, and I believe they had to pause their contract at one point. Um, I don't really know the details too deep, but both of these were billed as very, very high profile projects. And I don't know. So uh, we will see. I'm going to find out more about them today. These aren't flops per se. No, but no, given no, the, by any means. No, but given the amount of hype surrounding them, uh, it just feels like they launched. There's not a lot of people talking about what they're going to do or play. And now Hunger Brains is coming quick up on their heels tonight. So we'll see. I, I hope anybody who minted that gets quite the cook. It does have the right look. It has the right meta. I just think it's about execution and the launches on both of these kind of were not the best execution. So I'm in wait and see mode on both these projects. Yeah. PX Quest just, uh, I, I managed to get the open C up and uh, I mean, it's sitting on a 0.6 floor, so it's definitely not nothing. Um, so good for them. It is pre-revealed though. So we'll see how that goes after and we will, uh, we'll, we'll revisit it once we know a little bit more. Um, but just thought that that was interesting. So, I mean, good luck to both of them. And, uh, if you're in on it and, uh, you, you had a little bit of a win, then, uh, good, good for you too. Um, yeah. last thing that I saw drop, uh, really quickly, there was some talk in the dojo today was about the NFT DAO. Uh, please proceed with caution regarding this one. Uh, most of us stayed away from it, but if you see that pop up, um, there was some sketch about the contract i uh you know at your own risk but uh, i just thought i'd give that a quick shout out or not shout out uh warning i suppose um the other thing that kind of lit up the um the whale watching mint tracker was the uh the last supper uh history in nfts this was uh kind of a weird project let me know if you got in on that if you managed to mint anything um <laughs> the art style is like sort of cool it's definitely uh using a lot of historical figures likeness you got rosa parks uh alexander the great joan of arc muhammad ali uh martin luther king <laughs> uh, elvis marilyn monroe uh i i would probably throw an at your own risk tag on this one too there's a lot of people's likenesses and names that they're using um and uh, I don't know how these estates react to these kind of things, but uh, was uh, was something that was uh, prevalent at the very least. So it's sitting at about a 0.2 floor right now. Um, and the mint price was, I think, 0 0.07. These things are not revealed yet. I'm assuming the generative traits are going to be overlaid on top of these figures. So it'll be at least interesting to, to look at. We've seen a few DCMA issues. That star, what was it called? The Star Wars one that we loved? Um, oh, with the Stormtrooper helmets. Yeah, uh, that was a sad, sad one too. Didn't they end up getting taken down? You know what? I don't actually know, but uh, I mean, they, they, they held nothing back about what they were... Um, right. You know, right. going over. So, yeah. Oh, oh, there was something about you couldn't mint them if you were from the United States, I believe. Yeah. That was kind of the uh, the thing about that. If somebody wants to remind me of the name of those, it's escaping me. Um, but they were they looked really good. That was a cool project. Yeah, definitely. 
So um, Art Wars is on Looks Rare. Art Wars. Yes, right. that yeah. was it. Art they didn't Wars. even really like pretend to change the name up either. I'm going right, to right. up real quick. Um, is on Looks Rare. There you go. Uh, I'm not going to try and dig this up. Yeah, we're starting to get into the show. The last conversation we didn't even get to was actually uh, talking about Looks Rare. Uh, we had, you know, a good 24 hours to kind of digest what's going on. Uh, I bought a little bit more yesterday, staked them, and uh, I've only gotten a 4% return uh, <laughs> in, uh, in 24 hours. So, um, no, but uh, seriously, the uh, the APY has been dropping. More people have been staking, and the price of it last I ch- checked was flirting with three dollars. Got up to almost four dollars at one point, um, and there could be something here. Yeah, absolutely. I I want to caution everyone. It's it's a terrible UI right now. I have tried to use Looks Rare. I've tried to buy some things there. It is very basic it obviously feels like it's in beta um but there's a lot to like here right the two people running this are nft natives they understand what both nft traders uh and collectors want i believe they're going to add a a whole suite of tools over time and i think profit sharing is a very powerful thing will they win the day, I'm not completely sure. I don't think the NFT, I don't think the app that wins the day is going to look like a marketplace. All of these things look like eBay. I think that's missing the point. I think in the future, we will all exist in a Discord-like app. And within that app, when somebody types the name of a collection, you'll click on the name of that collection and Genie will pop up within the app. And you'll be able to see the collection right there on a transparent overlay on top of your chat. And you'll be able to buy, look, trade right there from within Discord. I don't think you will go to a separate site and look for a There's a lot of friction going back and forth between your alpha group and the site in which you want to purchase on. So that is what I think the future is now. We need bridges there. And I still do think we're going to have these marketplaces. But somebody very intelligent the other day asked me, who's going to win the day? Bad UI with profit sharing or legacy? And my answer was, I think they're all going to win just in different ways, right? I think legacy is going to win on being legacy. I think looks rare is going to win on being your decentralized K to, you know, We use the word decentralized. What we're really saying is they won't KYC you, right? So when I say decentralized, what I mean is that looks rare isn't going to KYC you. That's going to have a whole, you know, a whole customer base that wants that kind of experience. And then, as we were talking about earlier in the show, they're going to have normies who I don't even know if we know how they're going to buy NFTs yet or what it's going to look like. But it's going to be on centralized exchanges like Coinbase and it's going to it's going to uh, split the market demographics up. And I think all of them are going to win the day to an extent until we get this grand unifying theory, which, you know, I know some, some very smart and handsome people out there are working on right now. So, yeah, I, um, I agree with you. The UI definitely needs some work. Uh, I, I, I really like where they're actually going with this. Obviously a token drop is like, 
a great kind of marketing ploy to get people to talk about it. We saw the success of it with SOS, um, which has obviously taken a hit since this kind of came out. Uh, I, I thought they took it to another level by actually having you kind of, uh, you know, connect your wallet and then list one of your NFTs, even if it was just a shit NFT in there. And, uh, you know, it kind of just planted that seed that, oh, there is a working project here. This is something that actually exists. It's not the promise of a competitor to OpenSea. And, um, you know, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I don't think the functionality is there, but, you know, uh, I, there's also that kind of uh, the, the, the idea or the framework that if you're not embarrassed by the first iteration of your project that you've put out there, uh, you know, if you look back on it like six months or a year or five years later, if you're not embarrassed by the first iteration of your product, you waited too long to launch, right? So yeah. I, I think there's a little bit of this in that where it's like, it's not perfect. Um, and probably in our mind, these things are never going to be perfect. There's always going to be some kind of functionality we like. There's always going to be uh, something that we desire from it or, or a frustration or a pain point with any kind of marketplace that we use. Um, but, uh, you know, these are these are people that are in, you know, embedded in the NFT scene. They're very influential and they're DGENs just like all of us. And I, I think they know what they want out of a trading um, marketplace. And uh, I think that they will work very hard and leverage their their influence and their money to make it happen sooner rather than later. Uh, the tokenomics behind it is kind of the most intriguing thing to me. So obviously, Looks Rare still does take a 2% cut of any um, non-profit or sorry, non-private sale. Um, but uh, that 2% is fully distributed back into the staking, um, uh, the coins that are being staked on uh, Looks Rare. Now, the important thing to remember about this is that right now we're sitting at about 120 million supply uh, that was given out to... Um, to OpenSea users as an airdrop, uh, staking them entitles you to some of the rewards uh, that they give back for staking. But most of the uh, the teams, the founders, the investors are all locked up for at least six months, which means they're not going to be part of that staking pool, um, if not forever. Uh, but you know, if fifty percent of these are staked, you're talking about sixty million tokens. Um, if Looks Rare had done Open Seas volume last year, which was just over two billion dollars, they would have taken forty million dollars in uh, in fee, in that two percent fee, and that would be distributed back to those stakers. I think that that would probably look pretty juicy. Um, and you know, without doing the quick napkin math on that or whatever, because I, I'm not sure that I fully wrap my head around it yet. There's um, the the idea that the fifty million dollars that OpenSea took in fees could be infused back into the NFT ecosystem rather than being taken out of it, uh, I, I think that that is a, a a hugely important proposition that that exists in this in this platform. You know, we talked about what it looks like when Eminem buys a board ape and infuses five hundred thousand dollars into the marketplace, and Travis Barker does it, and then uh, Jimmy Fallon does it, and all this stuff, and you know that that pump in of external capital causes a ripple effect. Um, and I, I think part and partial is why, you know, we saw such a great weekend. Um, but imagine that $50 million that OpenSea extracted from the market uh, still existed there too. Like what would we be looking at right now? You know, this is kind of where my head's going with why I think that this is uh, a very important first step. Now you might be completely right. I'm not sure if looks rare is the one that does it. And I, you know, I tend to agree with you that the, the one that is most successful probably doesn't look anything like this. 
Um, you know, maybe it's more of like a Facebook marketplace where it's tied to some kind of social profile, um, you know, and there's some just quick swiping involved or whatever. Like, I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, there's there's always that potential and possibility, too. But I, I in, as far as like first steps go, I think this is a great one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was actually fooled by SOS because I knew looks rare was coming. I had heard about it. Um, I had thought SOS was looks rare because when they were like, when we, when there was no information out and we were all speculating and everyone was speculating at some sort of decentralized marketplace, my head went, oh shit, is that the pranksy thing? Mm -hmm. Is it the da 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 da? So I, I actually instantly thought that was SOS, but now look, here we are. And I do know there's another one uh, coming out also built by reputable people. And let's talk about these airdrops for a second because we say that they're free money. Where does this money come from? It comes out of thin air. Well, there are a lot of investors in Looks Rare. We know some of them because it's the blockchain and people have already done the digging and, and all that good stuff. But there are also investors in traditional companies, startup companies when they start. And one of the major stats that a hedge fund will will grill you about when they're trying to decide if they're going to invest in you is customer acquisition cost. You hear it all the time in Silicon Valley, and it's what a company figures out they're willing to pay to acquire a customer. And when you think about how to get customers over from OpenSea and how you're going to acquire them, these airdrops are cheap, and these airdrops are mostly funded by the market that you drop them into. It's if Silicon Valley knew this trick, they would have done it a long time ago. But this is essentially customer acquisition costs for a startup. And to attract over somebody that spent, you know, $20 million on NFTs next year, you better give them a pretty big bag. And anybody who spent $20 million on NFTs last year got a pretty big fucking bag yesterday. So it's a it's a fabulous method. It's what I think is going on here. And if you view these airdrops through that frame, they make a lot more sense. And they don't, it's not, you're not getting fake money out of thin air. You are being paid to try out a new product and hopefully become a customer. And this is what all companies do. And hey, I mean, at the end of the day, the price is going up on the looks token because people are buying it, right? Right. Um, you know, obviously the liquidity pool changes some kind of dynamics because, you know, in traditional markets, you always say like um, on every end, like every time you sell something, there's somebody on the other end that's buying it from you, right? Yeah. Uh, liquidity pool is more of just like an in and out kind of thing. But the price is, has been, you know, uh, the trajectory has been up, um, which means people are buying it. And, uh, you know, one of the things that kind of always resonate resonated with me and like, uh, you know, finance and stuff is um, you never know why somebody is selling something. You don't know what their personal circumstance is on the other end of that. Maybe they need that money. Maybe their car just broke down and they're like, this could really help me out. Um, maybe they don't like the project. Uh, maybe they're just exiting the market. Maybe, you know, they died and the estate is selling off all of their assets. You have no fucking clue what's going on there. But you do know why why somebody's buying. Mm -hmm. And somebody is buying because they believe that it's going to go up either short term, long term, whether it's a speculative trade or not. People buy stuff on these markets because they expect it to go up. And there's been a lot of buying in this. And uh, that to me feels pretty yep. good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm 
you know, for I, I staked all my tokens, uh, NFA, but that, you know, that should say what I think about it. I staked them all. I didn't take the free, you know, $10,000 that they dropped me. I'm just, I'm letting it roll. Let's see. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I'll, I will tell you guys exactly what I did. And like, I am not the sharpest trader out there. I'm not, you know, somebody that's making millions of dollars a year on this, but um, I do like the platform. I do like what the proposition is here. So, you know, I was airdropped 800 tokens. Um, I bought another just over 800 and I staked them all. And, uh, you know, I, I feel pretty good about that, especially now because I bought relatively low. But um, even just being in that staking and that compounding, which automatically compounds it for you, uh, I think I've earned in the last 24 hours somewhere in the ballpark of like 44 extra tokens, right? Yep. Um, so, you know, 44 extra tokens, that's, uh, you know, again, don't do math live, but I think about 3%. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that considering it's been less than a day. And uh, that 33 per, or, or sorry, that 40 something tokens is, uh, you know, now looking towards 120, 150 dollars somewhere in there. Yep. That was just from me putting it in the staking contract. Now, if that continues to grow, it's even more. And, you know, that 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 compounding effect is going to help offset the fact that the APY is going down as well. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty uh, it's pretty interesting stuff. And um, I mean, and it's. The, the small amount that I bought does not leave me feeling too exposed to that, especially because a lot of my cost basis was free. Mm -hmm. And it just, it doesn't cost me that much to see where this goes. And remember, it's almost not about the individual investment theses. You're in crypto and you are early. It is your job to spread out your bets enough that you're eventually going to hit the moonshot. Like it will happen. And you know, when someone hands you a bunch of free money that you didn't have yesterday, that's a pretty decent reason to allocate it to something that could go to the fucking moon. And yeah, of course, you know, the fudders are going to tell you most of them go to zero. And it's true. But if you're managing your stack correctly and you're you're allocating what you can lose, making 10 bets into moonshots like this, you only need one to work out to fucking make you forget like covering all the other ones. It will make you. You hit a thousand X, it will make you. And all of these things, while most of them go to zero, have the potential to thousand X or better because this is crypto. So when I get free money, especially if it has a really good thesis behind it like this, I'm going to stake it and go all in. And if it goes to zero, it goes to zero. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't know if this can a thousand X, but like it has the potential to, to do some pretty big damage in there. I mean, the market cap is sitting at uh, uh, less than $300 million. Um, say what you want about market caps, but we've seen uh, that just be small potatoes in uh, in the crypto space. And those can get very, very large, very, very quickly. Um, and to your previous point, um, you know, about spreading your bets around and, you know, taking calculated positions uh, of appropriate sizes around here. And all you need is one of them to not only cover the losses, but literally make you a millionaire. Or in the, the instance that I'm referring to with the ship guy who invested $8,000 into it, a literal billionaire. Um, you know, I, I think it's probably safe to bet that that was not the only $8,000 position that he took. Uh, yeah, I could yeah. be wrong about that, but I would, I would, gotta, I would bet that if this guy had eight thousand dollars to spend, he was not going all in on Shib and then forgetting about it for a year and then coming back to it and be like, "Oh wow, this is a lot of money." 
medium-sized bets are what's going to kill you, right? You have your things, like I had NFTs. I went all fucking in on the concept of NFTs. It was a large, large conviction play. I took a lot of my net worth from the stock market and I put it in all sorts of things, NFT. That's one thing. You've got to have conviction and you bet big. The other thing is you make very small bets on these moonshots, right? Like for this guy, I'm assuming $8,000 was not a lot of money. Um, and he was willing to throw, and you know, maybe for us it's $500. Like, are you willing to throw, instead of making a $5,000 bet on something that's, you know, okay, make 10 $500 bets on, on possible moonshots, right? And that this is what I think, it's about opportunity cost in crypto, right? Like being too heavy in anything right now means you're going to miss that next opportunity. So having a very big conviction bet and then making a bunch of small little bets is my preferred strategy. I think those medium bets kill you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you know, it's uh, it's important to have some conviction in some of the plays that you do too. I mean, for instance, you took a, uh, a big position in Lemon Friends, but it wasn't like a, a very... I don't want to say it wasn't inexpensive when you start to accumulate the amount that you were in like dollar terms, it definitely wasn't cheap, but uh, you know, that wasn't, you weren't going to be ruined if, uh, if lemons didn't. And I've spent more than six ETH on one NFT. Like that's what was fun. Like I aped into these lemons as hard as I ever had, but it was only six ETH to buy 109. So it's, it wasn't like my largest ETH purchase. It was just, Again, high conviction, right? Like if you buy 109 of something worthless, that six ETH is gone. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And actually, we were having a pretty uh, oh, guys. I also just want to throw it out there that uh, I threw the link into the uh, AM show chat for the Moon Lounge members. If you want to come up on stage with us, we'll start the Q&A anytime somebody jumps up with us. Um, but uh, yeah, the link is there. Just come into restream. You don't have to use your camera. Uh, you know, you don't have to, uh, anything like that. It's, there's no account you have to sign up. But if up you are going to use your camera, put on something sexy at least. <laughs> Hologram, I'm looking at you. At least get dressed up for the occasion, for sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there was an interesting conversation going on um, earlier today, too, about um, it was Rug Radio and Critters got thrown into the mix. Critters is another great topic that we haven't talked about in a couple of days. Um, but even free mints are not free in the sense that you have to be able to manage your um, risk with that. You know what? I made a stupid mistake, and I actually didn't even realize it until um, yesterday that there was this um uh what is that block block flock was a free mint that happened the other day did you see that one block flock is it a critters knockoff no it's like a um, lego birds oh uh, I, I may have heard of that yeah yeah it was flying around let me see if i can uh, <laughs> uh pick it up here that was um, a good joke what birds you said it was flying around oh <laughs> Yes, exactly. Pun intended, for sure. Um, yeah, bl block flock. So this was a free mint. Um, gas was somewhat high while while it was in, but I, I don't think I was paying attention because I minted six of these. And I was like, ah, it's free. It's a flyer. Well, I did it again. Um, and uh, I'll see what happens. And uh, I checked what the gas ended up running me, and it was 0.25 ETH. And that stung a little bit because these things are <laughs> worthless. So um yeah, so be be careful. Free is not free, that's for sure. Cass, GM. Good morning, Sir Cass. 
Someone's laughing at you for uh, 109 lemons, Willem. All right, and fair to be fair, I'm down to 98 <laughs> after that last pump. I'm under 100. Oh, you sold naked. 11 of them? Naked and underexposed. I feel like you could buy two more here and be good. I actually, no, I was shopping yesterday. I oh, you know, it was great time to shop. There's some, there were some real clean lemons on the floor. There was a pharaoh right above the floor oh, yesterday, wow. and I, I dropped it in the. Someone dropped it in the DGen dojo. I wanted to give someone in the DGen dojo a chance to, uh, to get. It was such a good deal. I don't want to be like the lemon hoarder of all time, but yeah, I, I do believe lemons between 0.6 and 0.7 are a good price that's where that's where you know i sold most of mine over 1e because i had actually had them i expected the pump i list this is a, a little piece of advice for everyone right these pumps happen so fast okay especially an influencer pump and I, you know, we, we kind of know where the general resistance levels are, right? When, when a, a collection gets to one, it can spurt over a little bit, but that tends to be where sellers go, all right, got to take some money, got to cash in. I knew it was going to get to one. I decided to list, I, I had picked out, you know, 10 or 11 lemons that I had considered my weakest. I listed them a, above one before they got there. They all sold. And if you had quickly tried to go list your lemons at one point, your commons I'm talking about, at 1.05, 1.1, 1 1.2, maybe you got one or two off into that level, but it was quickly back under one into that 0 0.9, 0 0.95 range. So if you have a target in mind and you have a very large bag, you need to leg out of those things and you need to list them ahead of time because that is a large bag to manage. And you do, you know, these things happen very fast. So just a little. Yeah, that, that was one of those pumps where it was like, it was almost bedtime for me. And I was yeah. like, this is not, you know, it, it, it's not going to fall back to where it was originally, but this is not going to sustain through the night. Now, obviously, uh, from time to time, you can be wrong about that. And it surprises you it does. Uh, but I was like, I, I absolutely cannot um, I mean, miss, miss this opportunity. Yeah. And I only sold one. Okay. And that one was more than enough to cover not only my entire mint of all of them, but take yeah. a healthy profit with it, too. Um, but that's that was all you need. And now, like, lemons can chill out for a little bit. I still have seven of them, and I'm fine with that, right? Like, yeah, and I, look. You took, I took that opportunity to just, like, sit there, do the thing. And, and at least just peel one of them off. I got a little over 12 ETH for my lemons, which is twice what I paid for all of them. So, Amazing. you know, if they went to zero, it would technically be a successful trade. I actually think they're going to three ETH next, not zero. But that, you know, it whatever. It's a, you got to, uh, you, you have to leg out mainly because if you do not sell on the way up or at the exact top you are never yeah. selling i feel like that should be a t-shirt because this is not like a traditional market if you see a stock start to go against you you could sell it anytime you want there's instant liquidity for stocks right well i this actually i cast is sitting up here very patiently waiting i'm for sorry cast. no 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 it's all good but i was going to say the last point is uh, this is one of the features i really like about looks rare now the people that use the the weth offer bots to spread things around will probably lament the fact that it's being given to everybody um but i think that this is an opportunity to actually set some pretty solid little floors some uh, some pretty solid buy walls and have some liquidity when things are starting to drop and you can just sell into that um blanket buy offer 
I think it's a great, I think it's a great thing for it. That's me personally, but yeah. Good morning, Cass. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> no, I don't watch that, man. It's cool. Like, I, I don't mind listening. Um, you know, I normally listen about an hour and a half before I jump on anyway. So it's cool, fam. Like, <laughs> um, Patience is definitely a virtue for sure. Oh, trust me. Um, two things I was going to ask. One, are you guys going to be minting Rug Radio? Because I think that's today. Yes, I will be. Okay. S- second thing, um, random, because what i could gather is you can only mint one nft even if you've got several members passes is that correct i'm under the impression it's one per mint pass but that there is some benefit to having them in separate wallets but i think that's to be determined um but please don't take that as gospel because you um you could could be right about something. I, I heard that, that the project, my my phone cut out. Uh, what was Rug it? Radio. Rug, Rug Radio. Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I was. Thanks. I heard. My impression is that there's some benefit to having them in separate wallets, but it won't be like because you're limited to minting them. Because what what I was thinking was a bit of a random one was, you see, if some because there's three days to mint, so let's say someone hypothetically speaking, um, minted but then sold their membership pass uh, within the three days, do you think that the other person could purchase the NFT? Yeah, I, I, I think that there's some like hotly debated topics <laughs> about like how this is all going down because if you mint it, then that mint pass has kind of been used up, but you could still sell it on secondary. So some people are going to really? get burned. The mint pass would be used? Well, yeah, like you get you get a mint per mint pass that you have, right? So like yeah. that that has to be tied to something. I'm sorry, I'm totally oh. low. What are we even mint? I couldn't figure out these rug radio. I, I had three of them. I sold two into the pump because I thought we only needed like one as a mint pass for life. Was I wrong? Did I should I have kept multiples? Well, I think okay. So you know what? If Scott is around, I think he is way more versed in this conversation um, than we are. So I don't know if he wants to is able to Darn. jump up here. I hope um, I didn't pooch myself. Yeah, no, my impression is that you are able to mint one per pass that you have, uh-huh. right? Kind of like with creature toads, where you 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 take the two toads and you 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 smash them together, um, and then neither of them can ever breed you again. Make another toad, right? Right. So I, I believe if you have three mint passes, you can mint three of them. Um, three more mint passes, you're saying today? Uh, no. So the mint passes allow you to mint what's funding the rug radio DAO. Yeah. Okay. So the, the rug the rug radio was a free mint or the mint pass was oh, a free mint. What the hell? And now you can mint this thing for I think it's point one. It's point one one one. Yeah. One one one. Yep. So this is now the NFT that's going to be funding the DAO, and so it's you know it, it's it seems a little mm-hmm. overly complex, but it's implied that there's future utility to these passes that have already been minted and are floating around um and that it would be more beneficial to have them spread out over several wallets rather Mm. than just in one because Mm. i believe whatever's to come is only it doesn't matter if you have three of them or five of them you get you know one one thing per wallet or something yeah um again if somebody has a little bit more color into that you know we've been we've been pretty busy with some other stuff and haven't done a deep dive into it i have a couple of them myself so i'm going to be minting whatever comes out of this but uh 
I, you know, I'm just doing it honestly because Farouk's involved and uh, love him or hate him. He he has his finger on the pulse of the NFT market. We saw what he did for Lemons in that brief time and some of the other projects and call him a shell, whatever you want. I mean, whatever he does <laughs> definitely has some pop. He's he's as big an influencer as there is um, in NFTs. And he is he is straight influencer like he he lives in drips the you know that type of life but he's great at it and i do think he's a genuine guy i i i hate i hate the way there's sort like this sort of infighting within nfts because the blockchain is so transparent and the way people are demonized for ever selling anything like you know yeah i hate it too yeah I i'm a I'm a quote unquote lemon whale. And every time I go on these lemon spaces, they talk about it, right? Like it almost made me feel weird about selling lemons, but I didn't lie to anybody. I told them when I sold these 11 lemons and everybody supported me. They were all like, no, man, you should. Like you're supposed to like blah, blah, blah. And that's the atmosphere you want, right? And I think one, one area that you see on Twitter a lot is influencers being like, oh, you said this project was good and then you sold some. It's like, well, you know, it's one thing if you're like dumping massive amounts on the floor from an Anon wallet while you're pumping it. Like that's a, that's a very different thing than like, uh, Farouk, who was so into Cool Cats and telling people to buy Cool Cats all the way up to 15, but then he sold some at 15. Well, that, right. like, come on, come on. You're going to, I like Farouk. I think he's a good guy. He's an influencer. That's his, that's his, that's what he does. And but, he's high um, energy. People get really put off by people who have high energy for some Yeah, reason. You know, he'll yeah. jump into the spaces and, you know, like in the lemons, it was like fun to listen to him look <laughs> through was. the collection because yeah. he was like, oh shit, like there's a Pharaoh thing. And he's like, bye, bye, bye. And he's like talking, but he's just, he's high energy. That's what these influencers are. And yeah. I don't even like, like everyone hates on even the term influencer. Right. This is not a bad thing. Like the, yeah. the, the creator economy is real. Like people like listening to people's opinions and hearing we, people talk. What This is why we do the show. Right. right. Like, and we've always had thought leaders, right? People have always sure. been popular, whether it's a celebrity or a politician. And now just because social media has given average people that access we demonize them it allows people who didn't have the ability to become stars to become stars so you know know what honestly and i hate to always go back to this topic and one day we'll stop talking about it um but it was my biggest knock again against bitclout um was that you were like net it was you were demonized for selling anything especially especially your own coin everyone was like yeah he bought tons of his own like great invest in yourself invest in yourself like what the fuck is the point of investing in yourself if you can never extract that value once you've you know made it made it whatever i'm so glad we were there uh debating creator coin tokenomics instead of aping into board ape yacht club yeah no i mean it was a great that was a great time that was a great (laughs) great use of our time oh by the way i see bitcloud otc is in the chat right now i'd love to speak to you after the show (laughs) wow is another question for you guys in regards of rock radio now because it's a decentralized media platform and you guys have obviously moved from Discord onto Twitch, onto YouTube, and so on and so forth. Are you guys going to do a show on there? Um, I we haven't even discussed it to be honest with you. Like it's been pointed out that this is something that we could look at doing. Um, 
but I mean, I, I have no idea what the stipulations are for it and like what what that would mean for our show to be doing it. I mean, we're obviously representative of Alpha Mint and the community that we're trying to build. Um, and yeah. I wouldn't want to go down a path where I have to shout out Rug Radio instead of Alpha Mint every time we we go live or something. No, but then the thing is, it's, it's all um, Rug Radio is the platform. So same as YouTube is the platform. Oh, so, okay. Maybe I need to look into saying. it a little bit more. But yeah, I, I mean, if it's decentralized and it's a DAO and, you know, I guess you're probably not beholden to anybody and it just, you know, behooves you to be a good actor on the network that they've created. Um, and but then, uh, and then, I don't know. What they, what they do is, from what I can gather, is um, they reward the creators and the hosts with, with tokens um so and you need 1800 tokens to re retain a dow token so um if you're if you're active in the in the space if you're active on rug radio as either a presenter a creator um a, an engineer um or anything to do with media to be fair um they reward you with the token um so you are getting paid for your time and effort through the dow interesting uh, and also um if you use the 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 platform you can then utilize anyone on anything around the platform and people around the platform to support you as well so it'll be another stream of um of eyes and ears within the space that have well yeah that have got eyes on you guys because i was technically thinking about doing a show myself um i've, I've held back for years i haven't done a show for about 10 years uh and I was considering jumping back into it, but um, yeah, that's if I can be asked to do it or not. But I honestly think that you guys should look into it because I think you two would do absolutely great on it. I mean, we'll uh, we'll we'll have a closed door meeting about that. I don't know, free market. You got any you got any thoughts about that? Sounds appealing. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's uh, if it allows you uh, creative agency and whatnot. Hey, look, and I'm not just saying this because we're doing this now and we've been doing this for two two and a half months. Um, one of the reasons why go back to BitCloud, blah, blah, blah. Uh, these things appeal to me so much is because I am a big um, believer in the creative economy, even before I was uh, out or, you know, when I back when I was outside of it. Um, I do think that this is a thing. I do think that it's um, there's lots of opportunity to spread that distribution of um, attention out to more everyday people. And, you know, the term influencer gets a, a bad rap sometimes, but uh, um, you know, I, I think that there's a lot there. And I think as automation kind of takes over traditional industries, like, you know, McDonald's is their goal is to have only two people working at a time. Um, I, I do think that there's a lot of opportunity for people's, um, you know, wealth creation or even just working to shift into more of a creative economy and i think that that this is going to be something that opens up opportunity for people to express and do their creative side and get paid for it um and and kind of redistribute a lot of that money from potentially like huge movie stars and all of that stuff where where it was you know existed previously so um yeah i mean i'm gonna be on the lookout for it and uh, i thank you for bringing that up because i definitely should uh, spend more time looking into it whether or not we intend to use it i do think it's uh an important tool well farouk put a um a massive monologue on um on twitter on on the on his profile with yeah i think he was just doing that when i was going to bed or something last night and i didn't quite actually look at it. again i'll i'm gonna look into it, 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 it took 
it took me a while to read through it, but yeah, just have a check on that. And um, yeah, I'll I'll um I'll make a move and um I'll see you guys soon. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. Of course, Cass, thank you so much. Love guys in a bit. Thank you, Cass. Shroom heads. Hey GM GM guys, how y'all doing today? Good, Do you man. Make how are the you? S on your screen move back and forth is no, I don't know why that's happening. I can see Here's it on mine too. Okay. If Wait, why is on... it always only mine that glitches too? This this happened last time. What's up with because, that? Because man, it's the vibes you give off. You're just twitchy. I'm just emanating those those dope shaky S vibes. <laughs> dope shaky S vibes. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you actually go on and watch it on YouTube, though, um, you cannot see it shaking. I don't know. It's okay. just like a. Oh no, you can. There you go. And NFT goals who just asked anyone in hate beast, how dare you? That that hurts my feel. Oh my god, everyone wants to be in hate beast. Did you get that whitelist? How did you get on that whitelist? Oh my god. All right. Oh, yeah, I forgot we, we just talked about that. <laughs> we man, we're, go ahead, we're on Josh, something today. Josh, what's up? Hey, hey, not too much, not too much. Um, a couple of things. Let's see. First one was I just wanted to get your guys' two cents on these like polygon or layer two or whatever airdrops that people do the ones that don't typically show up in your in your main open sea collection they show up oh, in the other oh you're gonna get me started today yeah. boy. Um, i was just like wow yes. this is a great way to get free market going after the show hit me with it man what are your thoughts is this a good strategy bad strategy so Can it be done well is it usually done wrong what's the deal I'm just gonna step away from the mic for 20 seconds yeah, I I really now it's it really has to be collection dependent. And I don't want anybody to think I'm trying to be like elitist and price people out of things. But I will give an example, okay? Kaijus, who I love. Everything they do, I love. I am not knocking kaijus, but for Christmas, they gave us a very, very dope kaiju turntable which is your kaiju full-bodied kaiju which we hadn't seen yet on a turntable spinning around in like the it is so cool in bell's classic art and it just it looks so good but they airdropped it on polygon now gas was not wrecked back then okay it, in a project like kaiju kings I would have hoped that they had thrown up a special mint page on the website. And while nobody was forced to, they could go mint their turntable to Ethereum anytime they wanted. Leave it as an open mint and anybody who owned their kaiju could go mint it. Even with Little Lemon Friends, they've done a few drops, which I love. In fact, if you want to ask me, I actually put one of the Little Lemon Polygon NFTs on my Apple Watch. I put a Polygon NFT on my Apple Watch because I loved it so much. But I ask creators out there, why not just put up a page and make it a free mint based on the person's wallet, right? Like I understand poly airdropping through Polygon is free and all that stuff. But as you pointed out, Josh, first and foremost, it goes into your hidden folder automatically. Like if you are a high-end project or a, or a good project, is that, you know, is that how you want your your airdrop delivered? Airdrops are expensive, extremely expensive. I would much prefer you do a free mint you let people mint it from 
a website at their leisure based on owning uh, owning a kaiju. You don't even have to up. It's not even expensive in the sense that you have to upload wallets to the contract. You really just have to do a verify. Just make sure that the, the kaiju is in the wallet, hasn't been claimed, and then boom. So my advice to creators is unless you know like the large majority of your holders can't afford the gas on a free mint. Why not just do a free mint? Why do you, why does it have to be air? Everyone's so obsessed with airdropping shit. It's expensive. Nobody wants Polygon NFTs. Just make a free mint. That's my opinion. And I also think that it's very, also, I came back in the middle of you raving about the little lemons NFT that dropped on Polygon. And that was not the uh, tone I was expecting to walk back into. <laughs> But um, uh, you know, honestly, I think that the the one of the worst things about it is that you know you're taught to any, especially before they went directly into the hidden folder, any polygon drop that you got, like do not touch it, don't interact with it, don't even open it up, like you don't like it's a like, you're just inviting um, tragedy into your wallet, um, and you know legitimate things kind of get lumped in with that and um get uh it gets pretty dicey right uh it's one of the big reasons why 888 stopped doing like airdrops and did mint from page uh just because there was too much opportunity for people to fake airdrop something that looked like an 888 project and uh and people to get burned on it so um, yeah, I mean, obviously ETH drops are very, very expensive and it's hard, but like, I actually just agree with free market, just throw your website up, um, get a, get a smart contract program so that if you have, uh, X amount of these in your wallet, you can mint X amount of them for free and you just pay the gas. Uh, the price on your side is pretty manageable and, you know, not everyone's going to mint it. It's going to supply, you know, um, reduce the supply a little bit too. And if the project ever becomes a huge success, if it's not already, uh, you know, it's going to be a lower supply, which is even better for the holders that decided to take you up on your offer. What do you think as a creator, Josh? You know, it's a mixed one, right? It depends on, it definitely depends on the collection. So like I am, I've got a very small group of holders, fairly small project in the grand scheme of things. And for me, I've thought about doing polygon airdrops as a way of just getting different types of art into my holders wallets. Cause I'm kind of more of an art focused project. Um, but at the same time, the reality is, is it, it goes into this this other folder. Most people will never know it's there. I looked in my other folder recently. I had all sorts of cool stuff people had airdropped me I had no idea about. Um, and I just doesn't, it, it feels, it does at least at this point have a, it really feels like the brand around Polygon NFT drops is not, it just doesn't, it's not a good brand to me. It's it's not that, purple, that purple Ethereum logo triggers me. It literally triggers yeah. me. Like, I, I swear to God, if they change the color of that thing, it could go a long way to helping Polygon's image. Because just that purple Ethereum logo triggers me every time. But yeah, you know, if I were advising you, if you were like, what would you know, what would you do with a collection of my size? Like, I'd probably do a few things. I would try a free mint. So, you know, you have a small collection. I feel like, you you know, it would be relatively easy to communicate with your with your fan base that you had this website and that they should go get their free mint. But I would even say doing airdrops for a few of them, doing a raffle 
and doing doing a legitimate Ethereum airdrop, but only for a few of your clients. I think that is um, that's a really nice value add. It also keeps the community engaged because it's something they wait and look for. And then you can actually airdrop it on Ethereum and it's not breaking you because you only have to do, you know, one or two or something like that. And then uh, shout out to Shubs who pointed out that uh, the ERC 1155 contract uh, is very, very, very low gas. Um, but that's kind of technical and you would have to consult with a dev on, on how to do that because I do not know. Mm. Which yeah, is yeah, also yeah. an yeah. expense in and of itself, right? Yeah. That yeah, would be that for is, a larger that, project, certainly, not necessarily for Josh. Yeah. Yeah, there is something interesting about that for smaller projects is it's just like it's not just the cost of finding dev devs in this space, it's the actual finding of them. Right? Yeah. Like it's actually pretty hard to find people to work on work on. Oh, I, I've been amazed. You're telling us. You're telling us. <laughs> we, we may be working on some projects. We know. We know. It's, but yeah, uh, it's it's fine, you know. You need a dev that is not only competent, you need one that aligns with your philosophies and can adapt on the fly. Things always go wrong. I don't care how competent both sides are. I don't care, you know, the world is just so many variables you can't expect. Things always go wrong. And a dev's ability to do, I mean, do you remember that project where the dev quit like mid-mint? What was it? Was it uh, Digi Dragons? It was the most traumatic thing so. of all time. Of those, yeah. Dev's like, I'm like, the mint was going bad. He quits mid-mint. The creator was didn't it? know what to do. No, so, you know, hogs, you almost yeah. have to like interview a dev like you're interviewing, I don't know, a therapist or a date. Like you're just, you got to know this person and understand that they're going to be able to adapt on the fly to things that could happen, but... Yeah, finding a good dev. Solidity devs, they are in demand, baby. Um, yeah. If you guys haven't seen Josh's project, um, it's they're, they're fun. so good, man. It like, is Josh not is... Block Flock, by the way, which no, is on the screen right now. <laughs> no, is it? What can you guys see? I can right see now? Block Flock. Curious. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Mystery. Curio is up on the screen. They are? Uh, my bad. Yeah. I, yeah. I am seeing Block Flock right now, so I apologize. Please all go check out uh, Josh's work. Thank you. No, it's it's great. He's got a, a great project going on. This is the uh, second iteration. The original one I had up there was the, uh, the Shroom Heads. Um, which is this one. And uh, yeah, they look great. And uh, you're, you're all sold out of everything right now too, right? Uh, shroom heads, yeah. I think there's still there's a few more on secondary still floating around. Mm -hmm. um, and curios, of course, there's still plenty of curios out there. But it's been things have really slowed down for a lot of these small projects. I, I talk to a lot of other artists and stuff out there, and things are just grinding to a halt. I think when we have these massive PFP project pumps, it's great and it has a lot of awesome downstream effects. But in the short term. For a lot of one-of-one -of -one projects or smaller smaller pfp projects and stuff it really slows things down well hey you uh you fit firmly into free markets uh legacy historical um nft bid of 2021. oh yeah i know right hopefully that pays off long term <laughs> it's not a hope i i can all but guarantee it sir you just you sit tight yeah oh hey guys can i ask one other quick question yeah, I'm just going to bring Zakoki up on stage so we can get set up, but go ahead. Okay, so quick one. Uh, Etherworks. I have just been letting them sit there gathering Zug, but I realized you can actually mint allies 
And I'm wondering what your guys' thoughts are on going out raiding or whatever to get the bone shards you need to mint allies. Is it worth it? Or what, is it better question. to just... What level, are your or what level are your orcs right now? Uh, I'm level 37, producing 12 zug a day. All right. You are going to need to level him up to, you know, the pr here's the here's the issue. With only one orc, while you likely how much zug do you have right now? Uh like six six fifty. So you do have enough to send him on a double raid in the highest loot pool, okay? Or the where you would get the most bone shards. The problem is you would need to be level 75 to access that. So that's 40. Uh, okay. So that means you would have to level, right? Because you, you do three levels a day. So you would have to level like for 14 days. Um, and then after that, you'd be able to raid that. The problem is you would only have a small probability of bringing back enough shards on that one raid to mint a shaman. You need 60. And there's only, I believe it's a 20% chance to bring back 60 shards. Now, let's say you brought back like 48 or, you know, you know, less shards than whatever. Now you would have no Zug, okay? And you would have to earn Zug for another 40 days to get or not that many, sorry, but whatever it is, 25 or 30 days to get enough Zug to raid again. By then, shamans will be gone. That doesn't yep. mean you should yep. not do it. It means that we'll be on the next phase, which is ogres, okay? So that's basically your consideration right now. My gut tells me, if we're looking at this from a profit standpoint, you're probably best right now just farming Zug. If you can buy another Orc, there may be another strategy in there. And then the final thing I'll say is please consult with Lucas or Icon in the Orcs chat as they are much deeper than even I. And I'm giving you kind of my overview, but they, I think, understand raid dynamics better. Plus, there are group raids which are about to start. Uh, on Polygon, they will take place on L2, and it would be much better to consult with Icon or Lucas because they are uh, experts in that game, and they probably know raid dynamics much better than I. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate no it. Problem. Thank you for the tip getting into Ether Orcs during that little dip a while ago. It's been, it's been uh, great. You know, all, all gameplay aside, I think they're going to 10E this year, so enjoy that ride, sir. Thank you, thank you. You guys have a good one. You too. Yeah, Josh, always love having you up here, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, cheers. Zikoki, finishing us hey guys. off for the day. How are you today? Uh, doing well. Thank you guys for having me on again. So I yeah, wanted to uh, get into the uh, conversation you guys were having earlier in the show about the PX quest mint and what went down with that. Mm -hmm. So essentially what happened was the actual mint contract was really, really good. It was efficient. Like you minted it right away, and it got, and uh, the transaction was well. Gas was really really high yesterday, so it was pretty high in gas, but not as bad as it could have been, and instantly got put into your wallet. But what happened was something on buying it on OpenSea. There was some issue where like the contract was uh, quoting people like six ETH of gas, and so. 
so then people were like, why the hell, why aren't people buying on OpenSea? Why aren't people buying on OpenSea? So like a bunch of listings were being put up and being undercut, but people weren't able to buy on OpenSea. So the there was some crazy issue where the gas was like six ETH, but two people actually bought, which is crazy. So like people p- paid six ETH of oh, gas. Jesus. And then so then the devs uh, or like the, the founders of the project were like, OK, guys, like this is I guess they kind of um, li- I don't know if I'm going to say lied, but I don't know if they told the entire truth because they said this is on open seas and this is an issue on their end. But it wasn't really an issue on their end. There was something that happened within the contract where it was quoting a very high gas fee. But then eventually it. um it got solved, but and then there was a huge buying spree where it went up to like 0.95 because all of the people that listed uh, just instantly got bought up. There's like a supply shock because people stopped listing. So then it went up to 0.95 and right now it's like stabilized around 0.55 to 0.6 range. So that's what went down with the PX Quest Mint yesterday. Interesting. Yeah, I wasn't really sure what had happened. So did they end up paying 6 ETH in gas or was that just the quoted price? um that the like metamask was giving you and the gas wasn't nearly that high because i know sometimes there'll be like a free mint or you know a cheap mint where everyone's like oh the the gas is way too high on this but if you actually pull the trade like when i say way too high like say you're minting for 0.05 but it's quoting you like an extra 0.04 in gas and everyone's like that's way too high but when you actually pull the trigger on it it ends up being like 0.01 is that was that the case i'm actually not I'm actually not sure if he did actually pay six Ethan gas, but the entire chat was going crazy because it was like, how the hell did this guy buy? It was like six ETH of gas. So that's honestly a mystery. I have no idea. If you go back to the first two transactions on the project from right when it minted, those were the uh, first two that bought where the uh, when the problem wasn't resolved yet. Interesting. Yeah, I'm just seeing in the chat that someone paid 2.6 and the other it said 2.9 in gas. Um, you know, it always makes me curious. Did the team like offer to reimburse them or anything? I like, have I have no idea. Um, here, here's what, where I always get skeptical and, and sketchy with this, because like I have no doubt that some people will pull the trigger on a transaction like that with not only the expectation, but the like the the um, assumption that the team will reimburse them and then they'll walk away with like a free mint or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it happens all the time. Like, you know, there's, there's been people that have minted into a known scam contract, knowing that they're going to get reimbursed by the team later and yeah. hopefully snag a whitelist mm-hmm. co- spot out of it too. And stuff like that. People do that shit all the time. I'm just wondering that's if that's crazy. what, yeah. Oh yeah. It'll be like, everyone will be like, yeah, it's a scam. It's a scam. We all know it's a scam. And then people will be like, fuck it. I'm going to send it money anyways. Cause I know I'm going to get it back and they're probably going to reward me somehow else too, which uh, I hate. I hate it. I hate it. I hate yeah, that mentality. Um, and I don't think that, you know, as unfortunate as uh, scams are, I think that the team should do nothing more than just reimburse um, the lost ETH. Yeah, I, I completely agree that that's a very scummy way of maneuvering your way around this NFT space. Um, so, and second thing is, yesterday I joined the uh, Star Wolves Discord, and I just want to compliment you guys on how nice. awesome that Discord is set up. Like the quest system, the boss fight raids, um, 
the uh yeah everything is just awesome in there it's very it's it's a really immersive experience like something that i've never experienced in any other discord so uh, major congratulations on that and i look forward to spending more time in there thank you it's it's in beta you're you're helping us test it out it's actually going to get more uh it's we're, we're we're refining it and we're polishing it uh so really you thank you for that we we put a lot of thought into it we want our discord to essentially stay in character, right? You know, there's a million communities around NFTs where you can go talk about alpha and hobbies and, you know, hop in the anime channel and post a picture of your pet. And we're not against that. We love them. We, we, we are part of those communities. But Star Wolves is a very important story to Charlie, the creator, uh, it's it's very epic, and we want it to stay in character. We want it to be fun. Uh, we want it to be engaging, and most of all, we want the Discord to be simple. We don't want you to feel confused when you're there. We want you to feel like you're there for a purpose, and you don't need to engage for fake reasons. So I appreciate those kind words you said. Oh yeah, it being in character is definitely accurate. Right when I go in there, I feel the power of the mother wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. That's All right, amazing. guys. Take care. Yeah, thanks, dude. I appreciate that a lot. Um, I'm just seeing a couple of messages in chat. One was about the um, the high gas prices. I guess it looks like they are going to refund, I hope, just the gas fee, uh, not the total mint price. But uh, yeah, you know, he's just saying that they clicked too fast. So slow down, right? Like that's uh, if, if you didn't get reimbursed for that, that would have cost you 10 grand somewhere in that ballpark. Like crazy. Um, and then uh, other than that was, uh, um, oh, yeah, he said uh, he, he said they filled out a type form a long time ago, but hasn't gotten an invite. So we have not invited every single person yet. So just uh, sit tight on that. And if you have actually filled out a type form, um, rest assured that we're we're slowly doing it as free market said. You like, will not... be admitted. You're not missing anything. You're not going to be behind on anything. We're really no, just no, trying no, no, no. to stress test it so that when you get in there, it's a it's a seamless experience. Yeah. So just uh, just keep your eye out. So all good. Yeah. Um, free market two hour show. Not not and probably nothing. I guess uh, we <laughs> you know we had a lot to talk about today. But that was uh, that was a really good show. Anything else you want to um, you want to touch on before we wrap it up? Well, I am watching my my looks rare APR about to dip below 700%. And I'm worried I can't feel my family tomorrow. I'm going to be calling my bank to check uh, on their rates on a, on a savings account. And I may be thinking about switching my looks over to uh, Chase or maybe Citibank. <laughs> what, 680%? What? 680% scam! Scam! Well, it's funny because if you tell somebody that's never dealt with crypto that you're getting 650% APY, they would literally say that's a fucking a scam. Like, obviously, that's not real. And I'd say it's a scam, too. Where's my million percent? Where yeah. is it? <laughs> uh, holding firmly above three, uh, $3, though, and I had a nice little run during the uh, through the midst of the show. And uh uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's got a nice little uh, upward channel, yeah, it looks like. We, we popped up to four last night. Uh, it's ve- I'll tell you, and I mentioned this before, just a quick tip for everyone. If you're going to hold on to the thing that 100x is, you can expect it to pull back 50 or 60% 10 times on the way up. Do not watch it. I, I will tell you right now, if you are all in on a concept, just don't watch it. It's your be- It's your best bet. 
just sit back and enjoy the ride for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. 50 people through the end of the show. That's uh love to see it. We've been definitely holding that number pretty strong um, for the last couple of weeks. So uh, I always appreciate everyone showing up for the show and engaging with us, jumping up on stage. It really does mean a lot to us. And we uh, we thank you so much for your time. Um, if you missed any of the show, as always, this gets uploaded to uh, Spotify, Apple Music. It'll, of course, still be on YouTube uh, where you're watching it now. And, uh, you know, if you if you liked what you saw, we always appreciate a uh, subscribe button. Leave us a comment and, uh, you know, say hi and whatnot. It's always appreciated, but never uh, an obligation. So, Free Market, you want to take us away? Good luck at the tables, DGens.